All right, last interview meeting of the day of the conference, and I'm ending it with a good one with Patrick Downey of Orzone Gold. They do trade on the TSX with ORE and on the OTCQX with ORZCF. Uh, Patty, what a magnificent year for Orzone. It's got to be a lot of fun knowing that you're coming in here as a gold producer this year for the first time. Trevor, it's been great, and thanks very much for having me on again. Always a pleasure. But honestly, um, I have to take my hats off to a team of people down there who have just done a phenomenal job. Uh, we are 8 to 10% over throughput. Recoveries are 90 to 91% versus a um, plan of 89. Um, we're in the wet season right now. And the preparation and work that these guys have done, we're knocking it out of the park in the wet season when everybody said, oh, that'll be your toughest time. We're having a great time. We're putting money on the balance sheet. Um, we paid off uh, $28 million in the first two quarters of a six, sorry, of a $90 million debt. We'll pay off 33 by the end of the year. And we're getting connected to the grid power, which will reduce our... Wow. Um, power costs from 62 cents a kilowatt hour to 2021. Wow. So it's been a phenomenal year for us. Absolutely phenomenal year. Yeah, no, absolutely. You, let's just remind everybody that you were able to build Bimbori during COVID on time and on budget. In fact, it was, I think it was faster, but it was definitely cheaper than. Yes, our, our budget, we were, 155 was the budget. And we came in at around 148, so very happy with that. And um, it's performed extremely well. And we're now going to build a duplicate one for the Hard Rock. So we'll have that out into the market at the end of this month. And I'm very excited about that. Put hmm. us into the 250, 300,000 ounce a year producer. Oh, interesting. I'm sure you're getting a lot of questions about that this week. Yes, we are. So, um, so obviously we've done 100,000 meters of drilling since we did the study in 2019. That's really been focused on the uh, the hard rock, the higher grade. We had a new discovery there, P17. Uh, that's really holding up extremely well. In fact, we believe that will become the center of the Bombori ore bodies. I mean, it's, it's great grade, it's a repeating folded system, and we're just early doors on that. So we'll uh, add a 4.4 million ton per annum uh, hard rock, it's the back end of it is exactly the same as what we built. Same number of tanks, same top of tank steelwork, same agitator, same pump, same screens, everything. We'll put a jaw crusher and a sag mill in front of it. Mm. Uh, very simple, clean ore will give us uh, in the sort of uh, ranging from 83 to 96 percent recovery, on average about 87. And um, you know, we will produ produce, uh, put us into this, I said, first couple of years, probably be close to 300,000 ounces a year. Wow. Yeah. You got to finance that yourself? We are. So we've already talked to our um, our current lenders. Uh, we presented this project as we saw it in June, July of this year. And um, we thought, we told them, we thought, you know, about 180 million, which will include the plant plus our part of it as well we think we'll come in around now about 172 173 okay. which is great and they were absolutely full-on we're in we'll, we'll take all of the debt uh, we'll roll your debt up and um, and uh, you know so we're with our cash flow and with what they're sort of indicating as a debt package we're all in we're ready to go is there a risk 
taking this on right now, I mean, you're talking, you've been only producing go for less than a year now, Patty. So, you know, it seems like a really fast transition here. No, it's not a risk. I mean, you know, you're mining the oxides right now. Um, we, we've learned a lot about our team, um, the, the contractors. We, our infrastructure's all in place. We're running very smoothly. We've got all of our control systems, our accounting systems, our, everything's there. This is just mining pits a little deeper. Yeah. Okay. And, and it's not, I mean, just to give you in context, if I was building something new in West Africa, now I'm not benchmarking it against the world, I'm benchmarking against South Africa, it would cost me between 85 to $95 per ton per annum process. We're going to be about 35 Holy smokes. So it's a real, yeah. it, there's not a great capital risk here. And with the grades that we see coming in in the first number of years, the payback on this is less than two years. Okay. And the banks don't see it as a risk either. And it's a bigger risk when you're going from zero into a new plant. We're going from a plant into a plant expansion. Right. And it's not different metallurgy. It's, you know, the gold rem remains the same. All your reagents, are, you're not building new reagents. They're all the same. Your water supply system, it goes into the same tailings pond. So it truly is just a, a top up on what you're doing now. Okay. How about more expansion bringing on other assets there's other exploration going on mm -hmm. you you've got the cash flow going on i mean talk about it's really interesting because you mentioned how quickly you're paying down the debt already as is it sounds like that can be taken care of but now you're going to be most likely adding more of this with this expansion not serious not terribly risky but you're still you know, you still kind of look at it as a single asset yes. type of company. Like, is there other opportunities in the area that you are looking at? Very much so. I mean, we see now Bombori is truly a world-class asset. We match it up against some of the better North American assets out there uh, in terms of its production and its cash flow and costs. We think that this is going to set us up to be one of the uh, major players in what will be continued consolidation in West Africa. When you look at West Africa as a whole, if you are a single asset company, you, you do get hurt when things happen. Whereas if you look at Endeavor or Perseus, you know, they seem to march along and, and get the, the valuations that we're not seeing in our stock yet. Right. So, of course, we're going to look at um, uh, growth. Uh, we, we're going to do it our way. Um, we're going to hopefully, uh, you know, there's lots of other single asset producers out there. We have to look at what they're doing. Maybe we do something with them and then go off and get another exploration asset. You're right. The development assets are there. Um, they're those guys are having trouble figuring out how they're going to raise the money to do it and we are going to continue to look at those as well okay very good um i get a sense of west africa it's, you know we were going through a couple of weeks there there was continued geopolitical news a majority of west uh, not a majority but a lot of west african african com uh, countries burkina faso was not a part of that news however it ha does have its history of uh, coups uh, yeah. happened, uh, and it almost seemed like the market was punishing you for not having the coup. <laughs> well, yeah, it, it did definitely did punish us uh, for no particular reason. Look, um, West West Africa, Africa in particular, the, the, you know, coups are not like what you see in South America or, or whatever, where people disappear and there's tanks on the street and whatever. That's not a West African coup. There's been 50 coups in West Africa since 1960. I've been in West Africa since 1994, and there's been many since, since I've been there. 
Generally what happens is the leader of the country decides he's either staying or he's going to put his son in and the army say, no, you're not. They're not, they're not bloody coups, just basically a guy gets locked up in a room and moved out of the country. So in Niger, people sort of, I think, panicked a little bit because, oh my goodness, it's, it's one of France's big friends, etc. The US immediately stepped in and went, it's not a coup, it's a situation. We know these guys, these generals are all people we trained. We work with them very closely. The US has got its biggest drone base in the world in Niger. And they've now just announced yes, so they're back up and running all their drone systems and whatever again in that area. And um, so you see things just happening and then they move on. I can tell you since the coup in Burkina, I could not be happier. Really? This young guy, huh. he was seeing things happening that were where guys were getting hurt by the, the, the insurgents. He stepped in. He's uh, brought in four armed drones out of Turkey. Uh, we had the, men, the ambassadors from the US, Canada, Turkey, um, Sweden and Holland at our site four weeks ago. They drove to the site. They didn't fly. They didn't come by a tank. They drove. Hmm. And we asked them about the situation. They open communication with this guy. He's doing a great job. He's pushed these guys right back up against the border. In fact, he's initiating uh, uh, attacks against them. Wagadugu, the, the capital. Our guys, we don't have a lot of expats, but they do pre- take breaks. But now they'll go into Waga. Mm. They'll spend the weekend at Waga. They'll go to the restaurants, meet with their friends, meet with other expats, etc. That whole community's come alive again. Great. The migration of, of refugees has gone back. People have gone back to their villages because now they're not under what's so-called Sharia law. Yeah. So it, it has been a phenomenal change since this guy has taken over and uh, we could not be happier our deliveries trevor we we carry 4.2 million dollars of working capital spares and it hasn't changed in any month Mm. and that's no different than a canadian mine would have just straight in deliveries come in everything comes comes in our guys come in and out Um, you our bank is a local bank they're from burkina they lent us 90 million they have branches all over the country we get information from all of that and they yeah. tell us what's going on and as we used to say in Ireland if you wanted to know what's happening in the village you ask the priest the headmaster <laughs> or the bank manager and it's the same in, in Burkina and they're telling us like we, I was talking to the chairman of Chorus and he said it's way different than what it was 12, 14 months ago way different wow, wow. That, that's some great news to yeah we're here. very happy with, with how, what Charlie said incredible news I'm really happy to hear that I think uh, I, I think that would take a lot of people by surprise. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I mean, we had our full board down there, and they were like, my goodness. This is yeah, yeah. And I go out for runs out there, and, the, and one of the board members is safe for me to go out. I say, well, if it's safe for me, it's safe for you. Yeah, <laughs> right, 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 right. So, right. yeah. So, it's, um, no, it's, and you can see things opening up again. They had the uh, film festival there. We're going to have a mining conference there in a couple of months in, wow. in Burkina. They're going to have the Tour de Faso back again next year. So, yeah. That's great. That's great. Uh, Patty, a uh, little bit of a, not so much Orzone news, but professional news on your part. Uh, you've been asked to sit on the board of Fireweed Metals. Mm-hmm. That was news this week. Uh, so you're stepping foot into the Yukon. Tell me more about why you accepted that position. Well, I've been in the Yukon quite a few times, but um, uh, in fact, I started my early career in Canada, right on the border of the Yukon, mm. in the old Golden Bear Mine. 
Look, I went up, uh, I was interested, I'd you know, been talking to Brandon, talking to John, uh, they're looking at where they're going, they were looking for, for a, somebody on the board with a technical bent, I went up and looked at the project, I was so impressed, and I think this really is the key to opening up that area of the Yukon. You've got so many moving parts that you can that you can leverage. Uh, great team of guys up there. I mean, some of the, I think it's really early days on what they're discovering. To be quite frank with you, and then you've got the tungsten, which is a you know a very critical metal. You've got Snowline right in behind you. You know, and it's so it's really exciting about what could happen and how um, the you know the the fireweed team and the fireweed project can be a complete catalyst for that whole area. Right. And, and it's got a project to go with it. So yeah, it, I think um, it's something to watch. And it's the sort of thing I enjoy is that sort of, you know, where do we go? How do we build it? What do we do? What, you know, so I'm looking forward to be, uh, being um, uh, an, a, an asset on the board, hopefully. Uh, if you wouldn't mind, I'd like to be a fly on the wall when you and John Robbins have conversations. <laughs> Would that be okay? You can come on board <laughs> anytime. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Patty, it's good to see you. Thank you very much, All Trevor. Right. All right. Always good, a pleasure. Good luck the rest Thank of you. the week. Uh, that's your update from Orzone Gold, everybody. Again, trading on the TSX with ORE and on the OTCQX with ORZCF. And that is a complete wrap for me on Mining Stock Daily at the Beaver Creek Precious Metals Summit. Be well. The information presented should not be considered investment advice. Mining Stock Daily and its affiliates are not responsible for any loss arising from any investment decision in connection with the material presented herein. Please do your own research or speak with a licensed financial representative before making any investment decisions.